Hey, it's Zach, and I'm back with another episode of Elevate and Accelerate. And today, I'm going to be talking to uh, none other than Guy Colangelo. He is uh, the integrator for those of you that are familiar with uh, with EOS system, um, and also our chief marketing officer. He comes with a whole lot of experience. And so, uh, last episode, we talked about uh, how to build your celebrity brand as it related to media. And today, we're going to be talking all about marketing and how to do that in a way that creates uh, your celebrity expert brand and your authority. So uh, without further ado, let's get started. Hey, Guy, uh, so happy to have you on the show today. Thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So um, look, before we jump into the nuts and bolts of marketing, which I know you're an expert in, um, let's uh, Let's kind of let our audience know a little bit of, of how you got into marketing and when this all started for you. Um, I'm pretty sure it was uh, went back when you were a teenager, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, I was actually 16 uh, when I first started my marketing career, uh, unintentionally and unknowingly at the time. Uh, but that was when I wrote my first sales letter uh, for uh, selling uh, transportation uh, services to college students, uh, really to their parents, the college students. But that's when it all started and it was great because, you know, you write a sales letter, you get a list, you send it out, and then all of a sudden the checks come back with, with you know, registration forms and, and you get off the school bus because I, I was still taking the bus. Um, and then you have to figure out, oh, how do I how do I actually cash all these checks? How do I go create a bank account? Like it's all, when you're 16, it's kind of cool. <laughs> um, so I did that for a while and through college um, until I graduated college and um uh, got into the hotel business. Uh, I ended up taking a marketing management job at uh, a company that provided uh, marketing and distribution and sales uh, for independent hotels. So, you know, we were basically that arm for independent hotels. Uh, my specific role was focused around our partnership marketing. So that's basically leveraging uh, airlines list to market to their frequent flyers to stay at our hotels. Um, and then from there, I went to uh, into the construction industry, um, and we were we offered a uh, you know, subscription for uh, access to public and private projects uh, that contractors can bid on in the commercial space. So, uh, so I you know was there for a while. Uh, we did a lot of direct response marketing there. You know, a lot of advertising, a lot of um, you know Google ads and email marketing and SEO and. You know, all the normal stuff today, uh, except that was 2008. <laughs> um, and uh, and then from there, I went into the car business and worked for um, a direct response advertising agency that catered to car dealers uh, to grow, you know, their dealerships. And um, and I and I oversaw, I was on the executive team there and oversaw the entire acquisitions team, so sales, marketing, and, and SDRs and stuff like that. Uh, to to bring on members um, and also oversaw the creative team that was responsible for putting out the marketing for the clients also. Um, and then I got into uh, I got into a company where I was working with law firm owners and now I'm here where I work with basically all different types of entrepreneurs, you know financial advisors or uh, brokers or um, you know speakers or, uh, just general business, small business owners, like, you know, it's, it's a very wide range, uh, which is, uh, pretty, pretty neat. Yeah. Well, thanks. Um, and you know, I know just 
being somebody who doesn't know a whole lot about marketing, right? I know, I know enough to be dangerous. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that I I've seen over the years and, um, and the number of clients that, that I've worked with and that the agency worked with is, um, there's just, there's so many, what seems to be so many different schools of thought out there about what marketing is and what it should be and what it should look like. And, um, you know, I, I don't think there's any reason to kind of jump into all of those details, but within the the framework that we created, you know, we've really sort of boiled it down to the three most important elements, right? And um, kind of going back to our business trifecta model, um, and and just to kind of remind everybody, last week we talked about the business trifecta being media, marketing, and PR. Um, so we talked about media in the last episode, and today we're talking about marketing. And each one of these levers has you know, three accelerators, the really the things that that bring it together uh, and, and take it to fruition. And so when we're talking about marketing, no matter what school of thought you're coming to, really what we're talking about is leads that turn into opportunities that then turn into sales, right? And so those are the three accelerators that we sort of talk about. But in yeah. your experience, right, of, of all the different industries that you've worked in, your own sales letters, and now in this one that works with a lot of different industries, um, what's been your experience as far as, um, you know, maybe on one hand, the misconception of, of what might be out there and what's attainable for a small to medium business owner. And then on the other hand of, you know, what you've seen that's really worked across industries. Um, well, the common theme across all industries is really just the fundamentals, um, you know, the process of getting a lead and nurturing it. And, you know, until they're ready to create, you know, an opportunity for the sales team and then, and then work through, through that type of process to convert into an actual paying client. Um, and all the fun fundamentals of, uh, of marketing, you know, with, when it comes to, you know, your list and your copy, um, and the, uh, credibility and believability of around, uh, what you're offering and, um, and creating urgency and like all that stuff is all fundamentals. Uh, and, you know, I always tell people like, like, like that's why I was able to jump from, from industry to industry is because of the fundamentals. And a lot of times, a lot of, especially entrepreneurs who know they need to do marketing, but they don't understand the fundamentals nor have the time to learn it. Uh, so they end up, you know, doing what's currently working right now from a tactical standpoint and basically just copying everything that's working until everyone starts doing it and then it stops working and then they don't know what to do. So, you know, that's a, that's a common problem. Like while I've been doing, you know, these ads for so long, all of a sudden it stopped working now. Well, well, you know, they don't know. Right. So, um, so that's, that's basically the common theme I would say across, across all the industries is, is the process and the fundamentals are all the same. It's just how you apply them to your business specifically is, is a little different. That's cool. Um, and so I know that being like, you know, having worked with financial advisors, right. And then real estate agents. And, um, while the approach to how they get leads is very different, um, it's really, like you said, fundamentally the same. Um, now yeah. one of the things I know that we've really discovered, um, and, and have been working on and teaching our clients over time is not just the power of a personal brand and what that does for your marketing, um, but if, if you could talk a little bit more about really the impact, uh, or where in that process of those fundamentals that having a celebrity expert brand and being seen as that go-to authority, um, really has the greatest impact. Yeah. So, um, 
so leads come from all different places. A lot, a lot of business owners are used to referrals and repeat clients. You know, those are still leads. Um, uh, those are some of the best leads because they already know who you are, right? Because they already understand your brand. They're very bought into it. You know, uh, as far as repeat business goes, referral, someone vouched for you. You know, when somebody, you know, say, hey, you should go work with Zach. Or you should go work with this financial advisor. You know, did a great job for me and blah, 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 blah. Like they're basically creating, you know, communicating your brand for you in, in that referral process. So they already come in trusting you, right? And, and, and I think what is, what gets mistaken is that, you know, businesses, you know, see the, the, the repeat and referral business and then, um, and then they go and venture out to get more leads because they want to grow. And, but the, it doesn't work the same way. And, and there, that's because of a missing piece, which is, which is the trust factor of, of, uh, working with you. You know, it's trust, you know, the trust is, the trust is, uh, is earned in every micro step of the process. Hmm. So basically, you know, when, when, if someone see, if it comes to your website, you know, you know, they're subconsciously asking, you know, for the first time they're subconsciously asking, can I trust this person or can hmm. I trust this company? Um, if they, if you're advertising and then they see, you know, and you're offering a download, let's just say, well, do I trust that this information is good or, or valuable? Um, and do I trust them with my information? Right. Um, yeah. and then, and then, and so, you know, the, 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 the easiest way to, to earn trust is to make promises and deliver on the promise, basically. Like that's how trust is earned or broken is just through promises. And, you know, when you, when you add in a layer of your personal brand into the process from start to finish, especially in lead conversion, but from start to finish, um, it just makes everything better. And, uh, because you're, you're answering that trust you know, question that they have without, you know, they're not coming, you know, to your website or, or your landing page where they're saying, can I trust this person? But that's just subconsciously a check they're trying to, you know, put in one of their boxes without even realizing it. Uh, so when, when you present something with a little bit more authority and credibility, you know, they're more likely to trust you. Yeah. And I, uh, I had that conversation with somebody just the other day where just by having that level of credibility and trust being seen as that celebrity expert, it changed, it, it transformed the conversations that, that they were having right. with the people who were calling their office. Um, right. so actually, uh, he's going to be a guest on the show, um, you know, in a couple of episodes or so. So I'm, I'm really excited to have him on here. And so I'll let him share that story, but, um, but you know, he was talking about how, uh, people call his office and, and they get him on the phone. And because of the personal brand that he's been able to build of, you know, being a best-selling author, or being on TV or a contributor in, in even local publications and things like that, that when he answers the phone, they're like, wait, is this the Carlos? Like, that's really you? And he's like, yeah, what do you mean? You know, and, and it took him yeah. a while to even get used to it. Um, but yeah. now the conversation, as you say too, is less about, okay, tell me about why I should trust you, which is what they're saying subconsciously with all the questions they're asking. And now the questions that they're asking are, so what is it going to take for me to work with you? Like, I, I already trust you. I already see you right. as a person I want to work with. I just yep. want to know whether or not I'm, I'm, I'm qualified. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you communicate those things that in, in the process, then that's the effect. It, it's, they're coming in or feeling like they know you, um, you know, you're, 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 you're a celebrity in their eye. I mean, that's why it's celebrity branding, but, 
like and and that's that's a beautiful thing because you're no longer convincing right you don't have to sell people in, in a way you just you know they want to work they're they're trying to sell themselves to work for you to work with them you, so you kind of flip the script on that a little bit which is great but you have to communicate this stuff like you if you if you if you've done work to build up your brand but you're not communicating it well then you know you might as well have not have done it in the first place yeah and that yeah. and that's where the marketing comes in like like you have to communicate these things you know whether it's um you know on your website or, or social media or or uh in your ads or whatever like uh you have to communicate the brand um and then you'll notice the numbers get better you know, instead of a, you know, your percentage of conversion from step to step will rise uh, just because more, you know, more people are wanting to continue essentially, you know, without changing anything else. So um, from your perspective, right. And, and tell me if I'm accurate about this, cause I've been talking about it, but, um, but I probably should have checked with an expert first. So I'll do it now for everybody else as well. But right. um, when I'm working with clients and, and talking with business owners, uh, a lot of times they're doing armchair metrics, right? Because they're really good at what they do, but by and large, they're not the CMO of their business. They do the marketing or maybe they have a, a team or somebody that they work with, but the way that they, they, most businesses and business owners seem to measure the success of their marketing is by the number of leads that they get. Um, and, and while on one hand, I'm, I'm guessing that that's probably true. I mean, you've got to have an X number of leads. Um, what I've, what I feel like I've been seeing is, uh, okay. So they say, let's say there's a thousand people who visit my website and, and I know of that a thousand people it, that'll end up being one or two sales. Right. And so in order for me to get two or four sales, I've got to have 2000 people that visit my mm -hmm. website. And that's kind of the math that they do in order to double their business. They've got to double their leads. That's um, one way. Yeah. yeah. And so, so that's probably one way to do it. Um, what's what's kind of your perspective about that um you know is that is that really the best way to do it especially if you you've got a limited budget or what's what it's, are your thoughts it it's it's a, it's a way of course um it's probably the more expensive way hmm. um you know if if i mean the numbers you use which are all hypothetical but let's just say for every thousand people to become a client so therefore, if I get 2,000 people to the website, I could get four clients, which if everything else is this, remains the same, that's true. Um, or, you know, I always look at it from an optimization standpoint, whereas I have 998 people who, who didn't work with me. You know, why? Right? Like, that's a bigger opportunity is just converting more of what you already have so you don't have to spend more on, on advertising, basically. And then once you have once you have an optimal model, then and and you and you want to continue to scale up, and you have everything you know you have basically the model in place, then sure, yeah, get more traffic to to the site, and and you know, but now when you go and pay for the extra thousand you know people to your site, you're getting you know more than two from that extra thousand, which makes the returns on that extra ad spend even better, hmm. because you've done the work to to convert people through the process at an optimal rate essentially. So as a business owner, then, um, you know, I know I'm being inundated from marketing companies all the time, you know, and, and so there's, you've got digital agencies and advertising agencies, and you've got social media marketing, and you've got direct response. And, you know, so you, you have all this stuff. And 
um, they all do, I'm sure they wouldn't have a business if they didn't otherwise, they all do a good job at what they do. Um, mm -hmm. But how do I, as a business owner, um, not just start chasing shiny objects? I mean, is there, is there anything, and I know it's hard to say without knowing people's particular situation, yeah. but like, is there something that I should be looking for to kind of gauge whether or not this is going to be right for me? And then is there a certain amount of time that I need to dedicate to that in order to, to know whether or not it is even been effective? Well, that's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> um, like how to stay away from shiny objects. Well, you really got to educate yourself. I mean, I, I, th I think from what I've seen, entrepreneurs and business owners are, are for the most part visionaries and visionaries for the most part like are attracted to shiny objects you know they're always looking for the next best thing um you know having somebody that that could balance that is a good thing or just knowing you know how to ask the right questions for that shiny object or just you know doing what's tried and true you know like like just because it's not new doesn't mean it's not effective it may not you know feel as you know you know cutting edge or you know you know, or, or I don't know, like that it's that staying away from shiny objects is tough. I, I always, uh, it's just my personality, but I always love doing what everybody's not doing. Mm -hmm. So if, if everyone's chasing SEO, well, then I don't want to be there. I want to be where, where my competitors are not, you know, and let's, let's go there. Um, or, or do something that only I could do um and focus on that like to really give you a competitive edge you know like that's because really ultimately what you're doing is um once you have the traffic you're 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 giving them a reason to choose you over everybody else and and once you give that reason everyone else is irrelevant right so so that's something to focus on too which basically comes down to to the personal brand because no one no one could copy your story you know no one could copy your brand um, so that's, you know, that's a, a big component of, of that puzzle, you know, not just what you do, but who you are. Hmm. That's an interesting point. And, and one that we've obviously talked about a lot on this podcast is how, you know, your story, your unique experiences, you know, you are your brand, um, and, and how that mm -hmm. is the one thing that nobody can duplicate. So, and kind of taking that then and, and sort of switching gears as, as a celebrity expert business owner what are the what are the ways in which um uh, we could do marketing different i know social media is is really a buzzword for a lot of people right now they know they should be doing social media um yeah. they know that they need to at least be doing something but they're not sure what or how um or what it should look like or what platforms they should be on all these kinds yeah. of other questions so when it comes to social media um there's there's two there's there's two fundamental groupings there's influencers which that's their business right their business is to build up millions of followers so they could sell themselves to advertisers or whoever because they have the audience that people want to be in front of that's that model typically that's that's not a good strategic fit you know that you know strategy is all about alignment so when it comes to your marketing strategy or social media strategy, specifically here, now we're talking about this, you know, the influencer strategy is not a really good fit for, for a business owner, you know, unless if your business is in the business of influence, you know, of, of 
selling your millions of followers, which it's probably not if you if you if you're a financial advisor or whatever, that's not really what this is about. So then therefore then social media is really just another opportunity for you to share your story and your wisdom and put that in front of people because that's where they are. You know, every client, no matter your no matter, you know, the household, no matter the demographic, you know, thirty thousand a year, three million a year, I know them all. And they all use social media. Like it, it is a mass market. It is a mass media now, today. Um, sure, certain demographics are more predominant in certain types of social media, but they're they're in all of it. Like everything. Like oh, the newest generation always wants to do what, what the older generation's not doing. So, but now 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 I'm on TikTok, right? Like I didn't, like when TikTok first came out. I'm like, this is stupid. This is a waste of time. Now all of a sudden it's like, you know, you get hooked and now they got, now there's content creators creating content for my demographic, for my age or whatever. Now you're hooked. And now, now that, now that I'm in there, it's an opportunity for business owners to be in there, mm-hmm. you know? So like for who want to, who, who see me as their demographic. So, so the, so the other, the, so the, the so social media strategy that's better for the typical business owner entrepreneur is really just about sharing your wisdom sharing your story like it's not about attract using you know your organic social media posts to uh find new leads it's really about hey i just found you or what you know and then, and then they you know one thing you know as soon as somebody finds you the first thing they do is they go everywhere they check out your website is this legit like if you don't have a website that's a problem first of, like who doesn't have a website today right well you know, 10 years ago, you couldn't say the same thing about social media, but now it's the same category. It's like, who doesn't have social media? Like if you don't have social media going, at least some activity, valuable activity, not just activity, but valuable activity, then it's like, well, is this company even alive and legit? Like, like, like it's, it's, it's evolved. Social media has evolved into being, you know, a prerequisite almost just like a website is today. Like every, every business, when they, as soon as they start, they know I need a website. It may not be the best website, probably won't be because they're first, but they need a website. Yep. Even if they know it's only five people who are coming to it, and but those five people who are my potential clients need to have a web, need to see a website there because they're going to not work with me if I don't have one. And social media is, as a, we're really right there on the cusp of that being a prerequisite for businesses today. Hmm. Now, which 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 channels you're in, um, what type of content you're sharing, or formats and stuff like that, like. That all really just depends on the business, um, but it's it's becoming it's getting to a point where you gotta be you gotta be in all of it. Yeah, like that's where it's just that's where it's becoming. And as a consumer too, like here's here's one thing that I that I despise. <laughs> like I hate my feed getting filled up with people that are just posting bullshit. <laughs> Can I say that? Yeah. Uh, like um, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> it's my podcast. I mean, I like it, but you can say whatever you want. <laughs> I mean, it, and it, I'm just so like, it's just like, okay, cool. Like, thanks for this, like, you know, inspirational quote that has nothing to do with your business or anything to yeah. do with you. And like, it's well, almost yeah, just this, like, I don't want, I don't want to deal with this anymore. <laughs> this goes back to, to marketing fundamentals. So like, how do you apply the marketing fundamentals into social media for, for business today? Right? Like giving value is, is a fundamental right? You, you always should be giving value. Um, and, and typically you're going to give value before you take, before you take anything like, like Pete, like your, your prospect or your client, well, your prospect is really going to want, you know, to get value from you before they decide to, to invest in you essentially. 
Um, so when it comes to what you're posting in, in social media, that's, that's the question. What's valuable? Well, what's valuable is basically what's in here, like what we're doing now, like, like what I have to offer of value is my, my marketing, you know, wisdom, you know, um, you know, and, and if you're a financial advisor, you know, you have, I'm sure there's a lot of things you could talk about to, to give a lot of value to people who are considering hiring a, a, a financial advisor or even changing a fin- to, to a different financial advisor. Right. Well, you know, they, they got, they got to be able to trust you. Right. So when they, when they Google or whatever financial advisor and they see your website and then they see links to your social media, now they're going deeper and deeper and deeper and they're more and more invested in you. And they're probably going to choose you over somebody else who, who doesn't have a website or, or a good website. I mean, who, who doesn't have a website now, but who doesn't have a website or doesn't have social media. Like, like it creates this emotional connection. Like that's, that's really what social media allows you to do is to give the value of your wisdom, but also create that emotional connection at the same time where a website it's you, it's do you, you can, you can do that. It's just a little bit harder. Um, but social media provides that platform to be able to do that. And then once they've engaged with you on social media, now, even if they follow you or not, your stuff is going to start, you know, within the first, you know, next 30 days, you know, the way these things work is they're, they're more likely to see it again, you know, um, or they, maybe they do follow you, but that's like the thing. It's like, what are you measuring, you know, in social media? And if you're an influencer, yeah, you're measuring how many followers you have and you know, how many views your videos got, like a lot of stuff. What you're measuring in, in business is is how many how many of your prospects did you you know saw your social media stuff like did you did you tell them about it? did you did you you know point them there um, and things like that uh, whether they liked it or they followed you or not it really doesn't matter this is about putting you know giving them that experience and you're not going to see that in the numbers um, and so and so that that's like one like a lot of times I think people focus on you know, in terms of whether social media is successful or not, is how many followers they get, yep. which is, I get. I mean, it's very natural to think that way because that's like the one thing, you know, an account could get is like number of followers. But, you know, think about it. If you're, if you're, a, if you're, a, if you're, a, I guess we're just using financial advisor as an example today, but if you're, if you're a financial advisor and you have a million followers because you're posting goofy content to get the million followers, like, how much of that is actually your potential client? Like probably right. n- hardly any, if any, right? right. I'd rather have a hundred quality followers than, than a thousand or, or 100,000, you know, people who are following you because, you know, you're doing the content that is, in my opinion, stupid, but, but it's what, it's what gets the engagement, right? But it's not, it's for the wrong reason. It's not aligned. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, um, you know, when we, when we built out this model and in the last episode too, we had, uh, you know, I've got some questions and a scale that people can rate themselves on. And so as you're talking about that, uh, it may, it reminded me of, of that. And so, you know, if you guys listening, like, here's, here's a question, um, that you can kind of rate yourself on a, a scale of one to 10 and, and I'll pull out the really important part of this. And that's simply this, like when we're talking about leads, right, that was one of the accelerators leads, opportunities, and sales are the three things that kind of build out your marketing system. Um, we're talking about, uh, and the question being, how well do you consistently fill your pipeline with qualified leads, right? right? And so on that scale of one to 10, one is like, you know, I don't even get any leads. And then 10 is I have a proven and scalable system that produces qualified yeah. leads. And that's, that's well, you mentioned it right there, you, right? Yeah. You mentioned it earlier, like, 
uh, a lot of times people measure the number of leads as the success of a campaign. And, and what I constantly remind, even my team, but what I constantly remind everybody is it's not about the number of leads. It's about how many of those leads ultimately buy. Yep. Because, you know, if whatever your targeted, you know, marketing cost per acquisition is, you know, it, it, it's up to you. So we'll just use simple math. So let's just say I'm willing to pay $1,000 to, to get a client. Well, if I get one lead that costs me $1,000 and every one of those one leads becomes a client, I'm good. If I get 10 leads and it costs me $100 for each of those leads and one out of those 10 leads becomes a client, I'm good because I'm spending $1,000 to get a client. If I get, um, you know, if, if I do $5 leads, now that's 200 leads, right? And as long as one of them becomes a client, I'm good. Now, 200 leads creates a different problem. It's like, well, now you need a team to, 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 to work those leads or you need a, a bulkier marketing system to, to automate that stuff. But um, so your, your costs, you know, when you, when you go into the volume game, your costs actually increase because you have to do other things. Like, like you could handle one or two leads a month, right? Can you handle 200 leads a month every single month? Like as a business owner, no. Like now you got to hire people and then now all of a sudden your cost for a- acquisition is not aligned. And, and then that blows that number out the water. So it's a balance, you know, it, I'm not, you know, I would, I, I would prefer to have, you know, like, uh, 20, $50 leads and I would, you know, ten hundred dollar leads just right. because they're probably and from my experience, they're probably going to be of around the same quality. And there's, op- there's more opportunities to, to get more clients and bring down that cost per acquisition, you know, down from a thousand dollars. Um, but it's also manageable and stuff like that. But it really, I mean, it just depends on what your business you're in and how big your market is and, and all that good stuff. And so for those that are listening, right. And, and you've got a business, you, you have a system for how you get leads, even if it's just referrals, right. Or, or you've got a marketing system, right. you have something in place because you've been running a business. Um, for those of you that don't, you know, you're, you're finding what it, what it takes for you to be able to do that. And, and hopefully part of this has been, been helpful in sort of realizing, you know, what's the best strategy and the best way to, to really use your limited resources to, to attract the right leads. Um, and well, you know, I'm sorry, it, it, it just made me realize like a really important thing because when you have repeat referral business, your, your you know, the trust is already built in, right? So, and, I, and we talked about this earlier, but what I forgot to mention is that as you as you get traffic or prospects or leads, whatever you, however you want to call them, further away from that, that trust goes away hmm. and, and, there, and it creates a void. And, you know, check your Google Analytics. Like, you know, if all your business is coming from referrals, but you're getting a thousand people a month to your website, you're not getting a thousand referrals a month. So obviously you have a problem, right? Because the only business you're getting is referrals, but you're having a thousand people come to your website. So what's missing? Well, the trust factor, right? So this is, this is really why that, 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 you know, dumping your personal brand into that experience, you know, creates it because a lot of times, you know, you know, someone say, Hey, you know, I want to, you know, I talk to an agency to get more leads and they, they work on getting more leads, but then all of a sudden they don't get the clients. Well, yeah, because you're missing a key component that you that you have built in naturally from referrals. Yeah, that's thanks for sharing that, too, because that is really important where people, you know, they they work with agencies who do a good job. They get in the leads, 
but like they don't get them the conversions and and that's what they're really hoping for. But the reality is, right. is that they show up to your website or they see this, you know, the article or whatever it is, and, and there's no trust. There's no reason why I should pick you uh, mm -hmm. over somebody else. Um, yeah. And, and so that's, that's great, which really yeah. leads us yeah, to look the, at you. Look at the analytics, right? Yeah. So if you're getting a thousand people, but you're not getting any clients, you don't have a traffic problem. You, you have a client conversion problem. Exactly. Right. Now, once you start converting those clients, then you have a, now you have a traffic problem again. You go back to getting more traffic. Go hire an SEO company. Go hire you know an ad agency, you know a digital ad agency or whatever, you know. And and but at least it, you figured it out. Like because a lot of times people just dump more money, more money into advertising, not getting anything back. And then all, now all they say advertising doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Advertising works as long as you have, you know, every everything in place to you know, for when you do get the traffic. And, and that really brings us into this next point, right? Those, the opportunities. So here's the question to you. And then we, then we'll talk a little bit more about how this works, but uh, to leverage the most out of your qualified leads, how efficient are you at converting these leads into appointments or sales opportunities? Yeah. Right. And, you know, on the scale of one to 10, one is, you know, you're not getting any appointments. Like you just talked about a thousand people, but it's not turning into anything. And then right. 10 is, you know, your, your calendar is full, obviously, of sales opportunities because you got that figured out. But um, so let's say it's not a traffic problem anymore. And, and really where the greatest impact is for the businesses that we've worked with and the people that we've helped um, is is in that conversion process. Right. Not in the traffic so much as but the number of people who then decide to raise their hand and let them mm -hmm. know that they're interested And the foundation of all of that is you as the business owner being the one who is sharing your wisdom with the audience um, so that it, what most uh, what most people don't know and what they can't measure is the impact that a brand has on someone's decision because you right. don't know what's going on in their mind you don't know the connection that they're making um, I use my wife as a great example of this because she will she will find somebody. Uh, Instagram or or whatever, she'll go to their website and then she just digests their content for like X amount yeah. of time, whatever it is. And so they become the person that she goes to for valuable information um, in addition to probably others. But I can tell you more often than not, it always leads to, hey, I want to buy this program because it's going to help me really dig in a little bit deeper and it's right for me and I've, I've got all their information I, and I'm now aligned with them and this person and they are the authority. And so yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to buy their product. I'm going to give them a call. I'm going to hop on the thing. And they have no idea that my wife existed until that moment. Right? right. And so that, how do you measure that? Right? Like you almost can't other than they do nothing different with their marketing, but they're getting a higher conversion rate. They see yeah. it in the bottom line of people buying their services when they don't do stuff. So how is a business owner, you know, how do we accomplish that? Let's say we've got the website, but let's say in social media, for example, since we've been. Yeah, it's, it. it's really, it's actually simple. Um, well, I says the person knows what they're doing. Um, so it's one of the thing, one of the first aha moments I, that I think someone needs to understand is that or just accepting if, if they don't understand, just accept this fact. The more time someone spends with you, the more likely they are to do business with you. There is a relationship. <laughs> yeah. There is a relationship between how much time someone's invests into you. Uh, and then, and then the likelihood of them, you know, 
buying with you. And usually the higher the price point, the more time required. So, so if all you're doing is getting leads and then not doing anything to nurture them and have them give them opportunity to spend time with you. And I don't mean like this, like spend time with you. I mean, that's one way, but in a one-to-many fashion where, you know, they see your social posts, they see your YouTube videos, they, you know, they see your latest blog posts like that. These are all the little things that add up to investing more time to, you know, to, to, to likelihood to work with you or, or buy from you. And, um, and, and, uh, and typically, uh, it's, it's just through content and it's through like educational content, you know, education based content, because that's, that's the value. And, and the more you could, sh- the more you give, the more likelihood they are to one, reach out to you and two do business with you. And, um, and, and don't, you know, don't be afraid of, you know, giving too much because, you know, most people won't do anything with it. They're what they want to do is, is, is understand it and then hire you to, to do it for them. Because that's, that's, you know, you could teach somebody if you're financial advisor, because we'll stick on this, you could, you could teach somebody how to, you know, manage your assets and, you know, when to buy stocks or bonds or like you could educate, you know, to the nth degree on that stuff. The average person who's going to be your client is not going to do anything with it because they don't want to do the work. But now they trust that you know what you're doing. So that's my guy or that's my gal. Like, like that's all like, so the more you share, the more, you know, the more vulnerable you are with your story and, and your downs and your ups. And, and then the more vulnerable you are to share, you know, what, what, you know, you, you know, the knowledge, even if you think like, oh, I don't want to give that away, give it away. Hmm. Like you can always take the video down, but just give it away. Like, like it, it's not going to hurt you actually. It only helps you. Well, and that is something that I know we've talked a lot about in, in our agency and, and how we've shifted how we do certain things, not only for our own company, but, but also for the people that we work with and, uh, yeah. and for our clients. And that's, your social media, as we were talking about earlier, and what I said that I really didn't didn't like from people is just this generic content. Because when when yeah. we're living in an age where our prospects are being inundated with information, especially if you're in a saturated market and all these other things, like how do you stand out? Well, a celebrity expert brand is one way, and you do that. Um, but once they find you and they see you and they digest your content, like social media is no different. Like you shouldn't right. just be posting something for the sake of posting it's just, something. It's just another medium. You know, your website's a medium, yeah. Facebook's a medium, uh, mail, you know, snail mail is a medium, radio is a medium, you know, uh, TV, you know, these are all just, you know, opportunities to share. And it's to share your story and your wisdom in your voice. Yeah. Right? Cause you got, That's cause if. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, not having any presence is a problem, but having, uh, an, uh, if, you know, if somebody interacts with your content for the first time and say, well, that was just a waste of time. Well, they're never going to do it again, which trust. means they're gone, right? You yeah. lost, you lost your opportunity and they're gone. They're, you lost your trust. Right. Exactly. So, you know, two, the two biggest ways of losing trust is to, is to not offer in the first place. And to and when you do offer it, offer something that's just completely irrelevant and not valuable. Like I don't need to know it's National Pizza Day. Like I got twenty other randos telling me that it's National Pizza Day because that's that's the best they could do in social media. Oh, let me talk about National Pizza Day. Like, yeah. no, talk you know, talk about what you do. Like, talk about how, what what can you share that can benefit them. Yeah. And, and, and some people it'll just be one thing 
He's like, man, you know, you said this and then I knew, I knew how to work with you. Some people might say, you know, I've been following you. We had a client come in, um, I think a couple months ago, sign up for something for the first time. And, and she, you know, she told us, I've been on your list for 10, 10 years and I've been following you. And now I, you know, I finally feel like now is the right wow. time. Right. Wow. So like you get, you get that. And, and now she, you know, she's a, she's a great client. She's, she's very involved and she's doing a lot of different things to grow a brand, but she, you know, she's ready without that. You know, now that's just her, not everybody's going to be 10 years. But my point is there's going to be a wide range of people who, who are ready right now and who are ready 10 years from now, everybody in between, as long as you, and as long as you show up every day and offer something of value, you, you will at least have done what you could do to, to be there for the people who are ready. Now you stop, if you stop showing up every day, well, now you're, now you, that every day you don't show up is a day somebody was ready that, that didn't, that didn't, didn't contact you because you didn't show up. Yeah. Right. Like, so, so frequency is a, you know, a big part of this, um, being, you know, frequency not only helps with relevancy, but it helps with, um, you know, availability, like just expanding your, you know, being, just being there for them. Like, you know what I mean? Well, and here's, yeah, I do. And here's, here's the thing to everybody who's listening to this, right? Like you're an entrepreneur, you're, you're running a business, you don't have the time for a lot of this. Right. And so it's like, mm -hmm. I don't want to be sitting here posting every single day or every other day on social media, or, you know, even if it's once or twice a week or something, it's just, it gets pushed to the back burner because you yeah. have other things that you're doing and other things that you're passionate about and other things that you should be doing. Right. And so, uh, one of the things that, that we do for our clients and that you can start doing for yourself is repurposing. Like, again, it really needs to be in your voice. You are the face of your business. You are the one who is instilling wisdom for your right. audience to digest. But like, you could record a video and then, um, and then shorten, you know, take snackable videos, we call them, but you should short clips of that video to use them on social media. You can, you yeah. know, take quotes from from what you said in that and, you know, a transcript and it's a blog and it's an article. So like, you have from that one piece of content, a whole lot of content that you can use over and over and over again. But here's the key. It's in your voice. Like that's what people want to hear. They do yep. business with people that they know, like, and trust. And so you are the person, not somebody else who's, you know, just uh, finding something and Googling it on the internet and then writing it for you and posting it on your social media because it seems cool, like pizza day or, you know, right. real estate agents. I'm talking to you with all of those, you know, look at this terrible renovation, you know, it just posts all the time. It's like, how's that yeah. relevant? Like, <laughs> like talk to me about how you're good at negotiating for your clients. Like show me how, yeah. you know, you get houses sold before they're even listed. Like, you know, show me something of value that I would want to work show with. Me real show me you agent. understand. Like, <laughs> like, like I think when somebody hires a real estate agent, um, they want somebody, if you're, if you're selling a home, they want somebody that understands the home and, and the reasons that you're selling and things like that. Um, and if you're buying, they definitely want you to understand, you know, the, it's all emotional. Like, mm -hmm. like, like what, like, it's not like budget is certainly a thing, but like, just show that you care, you know, yeah. like tell stories, not just tell your story. I mean, tell your story, but tell your other clients stories. I mean, that's one of the biggest things you could do is just like, Hey, you know, I just helped so-and-so, um, find a home and you're never going to believe this. Like they came to me and, and, you know, and they didn't think they could get what they wanted based on their budget. But after sitting down with them and, and realizing X, Y, and Z, it's like, oh, okay, they were just looking in the wrong place. Like, so here's what we did. Like, like just showing and understand. It's like somebody, finally, somebody that could help, you know, right. otherwise you're just another agent and it's very transactional. 
It's noise. And, and, yeah. and, and you're going to have clients that you're not going to like to work with. You're going to work harder for each client. And it's just, it, 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 it's the fastest way to burn out. Mm. Well, look, um, we're almost up on time here. So I'm going to leave everybody uh, with one more question. And then I've got one more question for you too. So, you know, we've talked about leads. We talked about them being quality leads and the right leads and then how you convert them along the way to a sales opportunity. Mm -hmm. And then ultimately it's um, probably the easiest thing that you can do as an entrepreneur because you have your business and this is what you know better than anything else. And that's actually turning them into a client. But here's the question that you can kind of rate yourself on. Do the conversations that you have with your qualified prospects consistently and predictably convert into sales? And most people that I work with, you know, they feel pretty confident about that. But one would be nobody's really buying anything right now. And then 10 is I can tell you how many sales I'm going to get at the beginning of each month um, because of that framework that you have in place with your predictable revenue streams and uh, and a functioning sales system and everything like that. So. Um, so guy, um, here's kind of my last question to you. Um, and I, and I'm springing it on you. I know that. So, um, but here's, here's a question of everything that we talked about and of all the knowledge and wisdom and stuff that you've been able to glean over the last, you know, couple of decades in, in doing this, um, what would you say is probably one, one of the most important or fundamental things that as a business owner, I should always be returning to in my mind? Um, in terms of marketing, um, <laughs> or anything, uh, but yeah, in terms of marketing, um, I, I think, I think the most important thing is, is to just start hmm. like a lot of times people are afraid because they don't know what they're going to do or, or, it, you know, am I going to lose a thousand dollars or whatever, but it, it, that's all temporary stuff. Like you have to start every, you know, you wake up a year from now and you're, you're like, man, I wish, you know, now, now a year from now, you just started doing all the social media and your clients are growing all this other stuff. Right. Um, what would have happened if you started today, you know, which would be a year before that. Right. So it's like, like there, there's a lot of value in time, like, like the time value of money, like, like, time is the biggest currency and um and it is exponential over time and so the the sooner you start the better off you're going to be you know and and just know like it's it's okay to to start without it being the best it could be and it gets better over time you know as long as your strategy is in place and and you know and, and your is aligned i should say um you know your your first your first video you do is going to be probably your worst video and that's okay, but you have to have, you're going to have to have a first video. It, yeah. I, I mean, mean, if you go back I mean, and listen to my first episode um, or even the first couple of ones, a lot of likes and ums and uhs and yeah. <laughs> uh, just wasn't good. <laughs> your first video, unless if you just never do it, you're going to have a first video. You might as well have that first video now versus five years from now. Cause you just wasted five years then essentially. Mm. Great point. So, um, so well, start, thanks so yeah. much for, you know, just sharing your information, your knowledge, your wisdom, your expertise, um, and, and for joining me on the show today. 
yeah, I hope it was helpful. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, um, and everybody who, uh, to listen to this episode today, as always, uh, if you like what you heard, if you want to hear more, please go ahead, like, subscribe, um, you know, help us to reach more people, uh, more business owners and entrepreneurs and people who are looking to elevate their brand so that they can accelerate their journey to success. And I look forward to talking with you next time. Thanks.